0: I hope you're managing to stay sane as we move into the 13th week of lockdown. Now, this week, we've seen an increased number of people going back to work after the lockdown. And with that comes complaints by workers that their employers are attempting to alter their contracts to take account of the new working conditions. Now, when these things are happening, workers become worried about their employment rights and what it will mean for them if employers push them to accept new contracts. So this week, we're going to look at what you can do if on returning to work, you find that your employer has changed your contract or is trying to change your contract and what this will mean for your employment rights. So I think it's important to set out our stall right from the very beginning. And that means that once you sign a contract of employment, this is a binding agreement between you and your employer. Binding meaning legal. It has a legal basis in law. And in this case, the law is employment rights law and Equality Act law and also other smaller pieces of law, like the Equal Pay Act. And that law is presided over in an employment tribunal. So, if your employer is attempting to change or alter your contract in their own interests for reasons which you know nothing about, or reasons which you feel may have been created to try to push you into accepting changes to your contract, then we may be looking at something called constructive dismissal. So, constructive dismissal is when employers make changes to your working conditions or aspects of your job description or even trying to goad you into behaving in a certain way or try to force you into resigning from your job. Now, it's important to note that constructive dismissal is not the same as unfair dismissal. Unfair dismissal is when your employer dismisses you from your job without a fair reason. Constructive dismissal is when your employer is doing things to you at work to make you resign from your job. And even though constructive dismissal And unfair dismissal both involve you losing your job. Employment law deals with both these acts differently. So, the next question is what kinds of things might your boss do to try to force you to resign from your job? And what can you do about these things? And I'm going to explain this in about three or four different examples just so you have an overview in your own mind about the kinds of things that might be happening at work, that might be acts intended to force you from your job for reasons which benefit the employer. So the first thing is that your boss might refuse to pay you your wages or might try to drastically cut your wages without following proper procedure. Remember in podcasts four and five we went through all of your employee and worker employment rights so we know that any attempt not to pay you your wages could potentially be seen as a breach of contract due to an unlawful deduction from your wages. So if your employer isn't paying you your full wages and you've raised this with your employer but your employer takes no notice of you you are entitled to resign from your job and claim constructive dismissal and breach of your employment contract. Now, there may well be business reasons why employers need to cut wages, but the way to do it is not to just cut your wages without you knowing anything about it. There is a whole consultation process that needs to take place because your employer has to demonstrate that this is happening for business reasons and can only cut your wages with your agreement. So there are discussions that your employer would need to have with you before any reduction in your wages would be seen as a legal act. Next, what if your boss tries to demote you for no reason? Now, if you haven't done anything wrong at work and no concerns have been raised about your performance, then demoting you for no reason might be your employer's way of trying to upset you or to make you mad enough to walk off the job and not come back. And this is a tried and tested method. Now, if your employer has genuine reasons for being concerned about your conduct or your performance or your employer suspects you of doing something wrong at work, then what your employer should do is conduct an investigation into your conduct or your performance at work so that everything is transparent and out in the open. However, if your employer tries to punish you or take actions against you on the basis of an allegation with no evidence of an investigation, you would be entitled to resign and claim constructive dismissal. So if you find yourself going back to work and all of a sudden there's problems with your work, something might be happening that you need to pay close attention to. Now, you could take the same action and resign from your job if your employer allows your colleagues or customers or other people in your company to harass or bully you. Now, whilst bullying isn't specified in the Equality Act 2010, harassment is when it relates to you belonging to a protected characteristic group. And we dealt with this in episode two of the podcast. And you'll remember that the Equality Act 2010 protects you from harassment and discrimination if you belong to one of these nine protected characteristic groups. And the groups are age, disability, gender reassignment, marriage and civil partnership, pregnancy and maternity, race, religion and belief, sex and sexual orientation. Under the Equality Act, harassment is defined as any behaviour that makes you feel intimidated or offended. And when these occur in the workplace, you should act immediately to inform your employer about what's happening. Now, if you are harassed at work and your employer does nothing about it, you could be dealing with an act of discrimination or if you don't believe it is because you belong to a protected characteristic group, then you could be dealing with acts of bullying that are intended to force you to resign. Let's say, for example, your line manager criticises you or belittles you in front of your colleagues or ignores your comments and contributions at work or does nothing when your colleagues scorn your appearance, let's say for example. If you complain to your manager and your manager fails to deal with your complaints about these events in a proper way, you would be entitled to resign from your job and claim constructive dismissal. Every employer has a duty of care towards their staff, so allowing you to be bullied or harassed at work by not addressing your concerns might be a surefire way of trying to upset you so you get to the point where you feel you've had enough and you're thinking about walking out of your job. But it's important to note here that even if your employer goes through the process of seeming to investigate the bullying or harassment that you face, first informally and then formally looking at it, And after your employer has finished those investigations, you still see no improvement and the bullying continues. As a last resort, you could still resign from your job and make a claim of constructive dismissal or discrimination to an employment tribunal. Another example might be If your employer tries to force you to accept unreasonable changes to your role or your working conditions or even your working hours, none of these elements should be changed from the contract of employment you signed or the contract that was agreed at the time you started your job. This is the most common reason why employees claim constructive dismissal. Because employers forget or ignore the fact that any changes to your contract must, not may, must be agreed by you before those changes can take effect. So, for example, if your employer tries to change your working hours, forcing you to work longer without a good business reason that has been discussed with you, or not agreeing the changes with you at all. You don't have to accept those changes. You are entitled to inform your employer in writing that you don't accept the changes. Now, if you want to give time to allow your employer to do the right thing, you can also state in your letter that you will continue to work but that you're working under protest. And it's important that you state that, that you are working under protest until you and your employer come to an agreement about the changes your employer is trying to make to your job. However, if after you've worked under protest, you are still unable to come to an agreement with your employer or rather your employer is not willing to come to an agreement with you about the changes your employer wants to make, you are entitled to resign from your job and claim constructive dismissal. Now, remember, you don't have to like the changes. And what I mean by that is that if your employer comes to you and says there are genuine business reasons why Hours may need to be cut or wages may need to be cut to save the business. You might not like that, but a tribunal may see those as genuine business reasons for the changes. The key here is that your employer has reasoned with you and has explained to you what the problems are in the business. And for those reasons, whilst you might be unhappy, you might not be entitled to resign and claim constructive dismissal. Constructive dismissal would only be valid if your employer did none of these things and merely imposed those changes on you. That would be unfair and that would be a breach of of the binding contract that you signed or you agreed with your employer when you started your job. And the final example I want to look at is if your employer is determined not to provide you with a safe working environment. And that could be a way to frustrate you out of your job. Now, this area is also a crucial area because of the role that the coronavirus is playing in everyone's working life. Many workers are expected to go back to work after their employer has taken steps to protect them at work but what is causing the problem is that workers believe that their employer should be providing them with a risk assessment before returning to work. Now government advices that All employers must complete risk assessments for their staff if they expect their staff to return to work. Because government advice is that if you can continue to work from home, then you must continue to work from home. Not may. It isn't a choice. You must continue to work from home. Now, if you can't work from home because of the nature of the business or because you simply don't have the facilities to work from home, then your employer must complete a risk assessment before you can return to work. Now, what workers are saying is that they belong to high risk groups and therefore their employer should be conducting a risk assessment before they return to work but their employer is refusing to do this or that the employer should be providing them with PPE because they're working in high-risk areas but their employer is refusing to do this as well. Now both of these examples are causing distress to workers who feel that their employers are deliberately trying to avoid their responsibilities to safeguard them at work and because of this they feel that they can no longer work in their jobs. Now if this is happening to you and it seems pretty obvious to you that your employer should be completing risk assessments are providing you with PPE because of the type of work you do. You should consider whether your employer is deliberately trying to get rid of you. There is an implied term of trust and confidence between you and your employer that is held within the contract of employment and this means you are supposed to be able to trust your employer to create a safe working environment for you whilst you are at work. If your employer does not do this however, this could be seen as a breach of the duty of care term implied in your contract and could therefore be a reason for you to feel that you can no longer stay in your job. The key thing to note when you're dealing with these types of examples that could amount to constructive dismissal is that you have to be decisive in your actions. If you believe your employer is behaving in a way that is against the law or against the spirit of your contract of employment, you have to let your employer know that you feel this way. The next thing you must do is notify your employer formally in writing that you are working under protest until your employer addresses the problem you're complaining about. However, if you find that your employer doesn't fix the problem or the treatment that you are receiving from your employer is so bad that you can no longer stay in your job and you feel you cannot work for the employer anymore, You mustn't hesitate with your intention to resign and claim constructive dismissal. You must resign straight away once you come to that decision. Employment law on constructive dismissal says that if your employer treats you in such a way that makes you feel that the behaviour is the final straw of what you can take. You must resign at that point. And the key thing is the final straw. Because if you don't resign, then you may make it difficult for you to claim constructive dismissal. Because once you've decided it's the final straw, if you end up staying at work, then it can't be the final straw. And therefore, it can't be constructive dismissal. Next week, we'll look at constructive dismissal part two, which will focus on what the employer is expected to do when you walk off the job because of a final straw incident. And that's it. I hope you find something here that will assist you, particularly if things are happening at work that you're finding uncomfortable continue to send us your questions and comments and also think about leaving a review wherever you're listening to this podcast or letting people know that the podcast is here to answer questions that you may have about things which may be happening to you at work. We'll be here next week to deal with everything employment rights and the job. Bye for now.